Today's reading begins in Exodus, chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Moses answered, But behold, they will not believe me, nor listen to my voice, for they will say, The Lord has not appeared to you. The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A rod. He said, Throw it on the ground. He threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and Moses ran away from it. The Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand, and take it by the tail. He stretched out his hand, and took hold of it, and it became a rod in his hand. This is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. The Lord said furthermore to him, Now put your hand inside your cloak. He put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous, as white as snow. He said, Put your hand inside your cloak again. He put his hand inside his cloak again, and when he took it out of his cloak, behold, it had turned again as his other flesh. It will happen, if they will not believe you or listen to the voice of the first sign, then they will believe the voice of the latter sign. It will happen, if they will not believe even these two signs or listen to your voice, that you shall take of the water of the river and pour it on the dry land. The water which you take out of the river will become blood on the dry land. Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before now nor since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. The Lord said to him, Who made man's mouth, or who makes one mute, or deaf, or seeing, or blind? Isn't it I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth, and teach you what you shall speak. Moses said, O Lord, please send someone else. The Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, What about Aaron, your brother, the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Also, behold, he is coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You shall speak to him, and put the words in his mouth. I will be with your mouth, and with his mouth, and will teach you what you shall do. He will be your spokesman to the people. It will happen that he will be to you a mouth, and you will be to him as God. You shall take this rod in your hand, with which you shall do the signs. Moses went and returned to Jethro his father-in-law, and said to him, Please let me go and return to my brothers who are in Egypt, and see whether they are still alive. Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. The Lord said to Moses and Midian, Go, return into Egypt, for all the men who sought your life are dead. Moses took his wife and his sons, and set them on a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt. Moses took God's rod in his hand. The Lord said to Moses, When you go back into Egypt, see that you do before Pharaoh all the wonders which I have put in your hand. But I will harden his heart, and he will not let the people go. You shall tell Pharaoh, The Lord says, Israel is my son, my firstborn, and I have said to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me, and you have refused to let him go. Behold, I will kill your firstborn son. On the way, at a lodging place, the Lord met Moses and wanted to kill him. Then Zipporah took a flint, and cut off the foreskin of her son, and cast it at his feet, and she said, Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone. Then she said, You are a bridegroom of blood, because of the circumcision. The Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. He went and met him on God's mountain, and kissed him. 
Moses told Aaron all the Lord's words with which he had sent him, and all the signs with which he had instructed him. Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words which the Lord had spoken to Moses, and did the signs in the sight of the people. The people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel, and that he had seen their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. Afterward, Moses and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should listen to his voice to let Israel go? I don't know the Lord, and moreover, I will not let Israel go. They said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please let us go three days' journey into the wilderness, and sacrifice to the Lord our God, lest he fall on us with pestilence or with the sword. The king of Egypt said to them, Why do you, Moses and Aaron, take the people from their work? Get back to your burdens. Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land are now many, and you make them rest from their burdens. The same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, You shall no longer give the people straw to make brick, as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. You shall require from them the number of the bricks which they made before. You shall not diminish anything of it, for they are idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let's go and sacrifice to our God. Let heavier work be laid on the men, that they may labor in it. Don't let them pay any attention to lying words. The taskmasters of the people went out with their officers, and they spoke to the people, saying, This is what Pharaoh says, I will not give you straw. Go yourselves, get straw where you can find it, for nothing of your work shall be diminished. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. The taskmasters were urgent, saying, Fulfill your work quota daily, as when there was straw. The officers of the children of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten, and were asked, Why haven't you fulfilled your quota, both yesterday and today, in making brick as before? Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried to Pharaoh, saying, Why do you deal this way with your servants? No straw is given to your servants, and they tell us, Make brick, and behold, your servants are beaten, but the fault is in your own people. But Pharaoh said, You are idle, you are idle, therefore you say, Let's go and sacrifice to the Lord. Go therefore now, and work, for no straw will be given to you, yet you shall deliver the same number of bricks. The officers of the children of Israel saw that they were in trouble, when it was said, You shall not diminish anything from your daily quota of bricks. They met Moses and Aaron, who stood along the way, as they came out from Pharaoh. They said to them, May the Lord look at you and judge, because you have made us a stench to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh, and in the eyes of his servants, to put a sword in their hand to kill us. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, starting in verse 1. In that hour the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to himself, and set him in the middle of them, and said, Most certainly I tell you, unless you turn and become as little children, you will in no way enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whoever therefore humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such little child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a huge millstone were hung around his neck, and that he were sunk in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of occasions of stumbling, for it must be that the occasions come, but woe to that person through whom the occasion comes. 
If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life maimed or crippled rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into the eternal fire. If your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into the Gehenna of fire. See that you don't despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. For the Son of Man came to save that which was lost. What do you think, if a man has one hundred sheep, and one of them goes astray, doesn't he leave the ninety-nine, and seek that which has gone astray? If he finds it, most certainly, I tell you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine which have not gone astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. If your brother sins against you, go, show him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained back your brother. But if he doesn't listen, take one or two more with you, that at the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the assembly. If he refuses to hear the assembly also, let him be to you as a Gentile or a tax collector. Most certainly, I tell you, whatever things you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever things you release on earth will have been released in heaven. Again, assuredly, I tell you, that if two of you will agree on earth concerning anything that they will ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the middle of them. Psalm 22, beginning in verse 19. Don't be far off, Lord. You are my help. Hurry to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth. Yes, you have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my brothers. Amongst the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him, he heard. My praise of you comes in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The humble shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord who seek after him. Let your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. All the relatives of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's. He is the ruler over the nations. All the rich ones of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him. Even he who can't keep his soul alive. Posterity shall serve him. Future generations shall be told about the Lord. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness to a people that shall be born, for he has done it. Proverbs chapter 5, beginning in verse 15. Drink water out of your own cistern, running water out of your own well. Should your springs overflow in the streets, streams of water in the public squares, let them be for yourself alone, not for strangers with you. Let your spring be blessed. Rejoice in the wife of your youth, a loving doe and a graceful deer. Let her breasts satisfy you at all times. Be captivated always with her love. For why should you, my son, be captivated with an adulteress? Why embrace the bosom of another? For the ways of man are before the Lord's eyes. He examines all his paths.